0: My next guest is one of those people in the entrepreneurship lane, but she's tied to education. So you're getting two things out of her. You can get your life right from a, from a business standpoint and get your life right from an educational standpoint because she's trying to make your life right after you got your degree. Because a lot of times if you go to school, you can walk away with some debt. My next guest is the CEO of an award-winning business called the Student Loan Doctor. The student loan doctor is a student debt repayment company. She's considered the people's expert for all matters related to student loan debt repayment. She has over seven years of practical higher education and financial aid experience. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Sonia Lewis.
1: Thank you so much for
0: having me. I tell you what, that was a that was an applause-driven. We got to get some applause, Sam. You know, because I'm, I'm doing these applause now. They, you know, it's like, well, you know, like I'm am a performer, so usually when people introduce me on right. stage, it's applause that carries me on the stage. So now I'm setting up with all these great introductions, introductions and individuals. I need a little applause. I'm about to get, I'm, you know, it's something that I don't have to pay for. Make sure it's a uh, copy free, okay, trademark free. Yes. So, you know, how you doing, Miss Lewis?
1: I'm doing great.
0: How are you today? I'm doing fine. And where are you based at right now to call in from? Yeah, I'm
1: calling out uh, Philadelphia, PA.
0: Okay. I've just talked to another good friend up there in the Philadelphia, PA area. I've been a, spent a lot of time mm-hmm. up there in New York. I take the Excel the down from New York to D.C. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite way. I don't jump on no plane. I just hop on that Amtrak train, come on down. So I'm always yes. passing through Philly. And um, it's a great opportunity to get some good food. I used to hang out in Philly a lot. When I was managing Steve Harvey, we would stay at the Ritz Carlton, right downtown, that little area down there, right across from that bookstore down there. That's mm-hmm. where I would hang out. So Philly area is good to me. Now, you, my friend, started the student long doctor
1: company. Yes, because I was going through my own trials of <laughs> debt <laughs> in general. <laughs> That's and, usually, um, that usually gives you inspiration, doesn't the it?
0: Queen. <laughs> that gives you inspiration when you're going through the problem. How do I fix this problem? Then you fix it. You go, you know, so maybe I can fix this for other people. So what was your problem? Give us your yeah. story about your debt that really traumatized you to the point that you you were inspired to to to, to fix other people's problems.
1: Yeah. So I started getting help with my debt because I really realized that I wasn't living the the life that God had told me to live. So you can't be a good giver broke and you can't motivate or be encouraging to anyone if you are down in the dumpster yourself. And a lot of times I feel like our problems stem from finances, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to get me together. But if you're a good friend and you care about the people around you, you want to help them get themselves together too. So I started to help my friends and family because I'm like, they don't know this information. Well, I know they would have told me, right? Right. <laughs> so right. I started helping people, and then people at the church started to tell other people about the work we were doing on Sundays after church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, Jesus didn't say everybody had to be free now. I didn't hear it. <laughs> I didn't see that in the scripture. <laughs> so I started. Mm-hmm. consulting with people want about their student loans because it was this thing that everybody was coming to me for. Now this is my professional background. Um, for over nine years, I've been doing this work um, for other colleges and universities. But I'm like, well, what would it look like to do it for yourself? Right. So for the last three years, um, I've been in business initially myself uh, for a year. And then the last two, I've uh, hired a wonderful team to help me take on uh, this 1.5 trillion
0: dollar debt. Now, I'm just gonna let you know. I was talking to my staff off the off the camera, off radio, excuse me,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we was talking about. I was watching this special on NBC, and it was these students. It's a group of students out there who are in debt, and they just saying, "We're not paying it back. We're just refusing to pay. Right. We're just gonna be. It's coming out. They ain't even got a hashtag. We won't pay." And I'm and I'm going like, mm. "Okay, how you? How can you? Uh, first of all, I was mad at them because you know." They just—they were showing them shredding up the invoices that were coming in. I'm going like, really, really. What? So if you don't pay, <laughs> who's going to pay? So, so first of all, I'm reckoning I'm burning his little face, you know, because they—they wouldn't reveal his name, you know, for some reason. But they showed his face. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what a, what education he got. But if I see your face, I'm eventually going to know your name, especially if you're going to want a job mm-hmm. one day. So you have these group of students out there who are ignoring their responsibility. I'm going to say. They've accepted the, uh, the 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 financial aid to get a degree. Now they've left college, and they've said, mm-hmm. look, I'm not going to pay. What do you say to individuals that are doing that out there?
1: So that's not a good plan. Um, this is the only day in the United States of America <laughs> that you don't have to be a part of for them to collect on. Mm-hmm. So I know that people are frustrated. I know that they are mad, but... No one held a gun to these people's head in terms of borrowing, right? So you knew when you were borrowing, unless there's a there's a situation here where they may be incapable of being good borrowers and repayment. But other than that, you knew about this debt, right? Right. And so shredding up the paper, that's fine. Because when they electronically go into that bank account or to that employer that is mandated to get fifteen percent per check, it is not going to be a game anymore. So we don't we don't wanna institute that plan.
0: So, I, so <laughs> that was that was professionally stated, but very funny because I thought the same thing. Okay, I got a problem with you because guess what? Nobody, nobody stopped you. Now you want to stop the system from collecting. Now, let's we want to go through some um right. some uh some questions that were presented to me so I can make sure I get all the information that and people. How, first of all, how can people contact you? Let's get that out the way first, and we're going to yes. do it now at the end of the yeah. show.
1: the best way is DrPleaseHelpMe.com, DrPleaseHelpMe.com, where they can call us. uh, They can do that as well, Mm 267-386-1116. Or I always say the fun for us is on social media, um, Instagram, particularly at the Student Loan Doctor. We post about all of our events, our webinars. We do a lot of free community education. So you don't have to ever buy anything from us, but we're going to continue every two weeks with a new webinar on a different area, a different focus about
0: student loan debt. Cool. My guest is the CEO of an award-winning business. It's called the Student Loan Doctor. Student Loan as L O A N Doctor. The Student Loan Doctor is a student debt repayment company. She's considered the mm-hmm. people's expert for all matters related in student loan debt repayment. She has over seven. She said seven says nine, but I heard you say nine years a practical higher education and financial aid experience. Now, Ms. Lewis, when you look at individuals just just want to go to school, would you recommend, are there any options for students if they didn't want to get in debt with these student Mm -hmm. loans? What what, what options would those be, just getting part-time jobs or going to school part-time? What other options would they be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, a lot of times the people that I see most saddled by student loan debt, I call them or refer to them as the sticky middle. So middle class, you really don't receive any grant money, right, because they say you make too much, but you're not rich enough to pay out of pocket. So what that looks like is that's the group I'm most interested in working with helping because you have to figure out alternative sources to a loan, and that could be a scholarship. That could be um, a a grant-based or a subsidized job on campus because at the end of the day, when you don't have a lot of money going into the process, you may feel like the only option is a loan. But I tell parents, start something called Scholarship Sunday, and that's holding your child accountable to have a seat, one to two hours, and start applying for scholarships. Just apply, apply, apply. There is so much scholarship money that is unutilized because – no one is applying. They think that it doesn't, There's not real. No one can get these scholarships. Ms. Lewis, let's hold that
0: thought. Oh, I want to bring you back on the next break to talk about those scholarships. I know that's one way of a uh, student debt repayment is to, not to have debt. Coming back with more Money Making Conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. And you're listening to Money Making Conversation. I'm the host of this show that was created for you, uh, by you, and it's uh, is free. Um, my guest is the CEO of an award-winning business, the Student Loan Doctor. The Student Loan Doctor is a student debt repayment company. She is considered a people's expert for all matters related to student loan debt repayment. She has many years of practical higher education and financial aid experience. Uh, Ms. Lewis, um, when you say financial aid experience, what does that mean? I mean? Because financial aid enabled me to get through school, and that's why I didn't have any debt. Is financial aid, Uh now that's a different financial aid than student loans, right? Because I'm assuming that when when you make that statement, my financial aid that I got through college wasn't tied to a loan. And so, Uh because I was under that middle class that you was talking about. Now, when you say a financial aid and financial aid experience, what are you referencing?
1: So, Financial aid consists of student loans as well. You may have not had to use one. It is in conflict of that term. So financial aid can be a scholarship, a grant, or a loan, or a fellowship. So that's a broad term, um, but it can mean different things to different people. And so um, in my past experience with working in the higher education system at different colleges and universities, um, that was one of my roles to assist with the onboarding process of applying for financial aid making sure that you had enough to cover the tuition and the bill. So it can depend for each person, but in general, it means um, the sum total of how you'll pay for college.
0: Great. Okay, there's a series of questions I want to ask. I'm going to go down in order because I think all of them, when you, when you answer one, is going to affect the other one. How do student loans mm-hmm. affect home buying opportunities?
1: Oh, yeah. This is important because as of 2016, um, the federal government changed their uh, lending practices to, to say that student loan payments um, have to have to definitely be in repayment and be accounted in the overall debt-to-income payment ratio that someone has. Prior to that, as long as your student loans were in deferment for 12 months or more, you never had to put on paper um, or, be, or consider what that payment would look like. It, it didn't count in the equation. But as the 2016 does, so so many people play the forbearance or the deferment game that now you have to be in repayment to qualify for a home. So that's a big deal.
0: Now, what are my options if I cannot repay my federal loan?
1: If you can't repay your loans, well, <laughs> a couple things. It's if you don't want to pay or if you can't repay. Okay, so, I'm
0: trying to pay. I'm trying, to pay. I'm trying to say, Ms. Lewis, I'm trying to pay it, but I can't. What, what, what are my right. options?
1: Because there are two different people. That's all we say. Let's be clear, right? But if you cannot pay, you 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 have good intentions, right? So Mm -hmm. there are different forbearance and economic deferments you may be eligible for, and a lot of times the government can subsidize the repayment cost as well. But it comes down to understanding your lifestyle. You may not can repay because the home you're in costs too much. The car you drive is the cost of your student loan payment. The cable may need to be clipped. Nobody likes to hear that because that's changing the lifestyle of what they thought their life should look like. But the government is wildly concerned with getting paid before you enjoy amenities. So sometimes you do have to check and cut back on the things that you have so that you can live a comfortable life.
0: So uh, direct TV, you know, uh, came to watch that. Gotta, came, go. gotta go. Okay, so let me yeah. see. So chopping uh, body, fast food, I might have to start cooking at the house, right? That's a lot cheaper, correct?
1: Or Mm-hmm. Or you can increase your income. Sometimes you need oh. an additional stream of income.
0: Okay. Sometimes I'm,
1: you do need to figure out, do I need another job or do I need a better paying job? So the thing is, this is an investment. So it wasn't a grant. It wasn't a gift. But, so you do need to figure out, how am I going to return the investment back to the lender? You need more income. You said times.
0: something really important. This, is, this was not a grant. This was, this was, this was, it was uh, not federal aid. This was a loan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, a mm-hmm. loan. And a lot of people want to cry wolf or cry, cry, cry that, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, I, all this debt, what am I going to do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because some people get all the way through med school, have $250,000 in debt. So when, when they get out. Okay. I, I can't, I right. can't cry about that because you knew that you went to school that far because you were trying to get a job. They're going to pay you a lot of money. And then you, now the government is saying in 2016, we're going to know. We want to know about that debt before you try to buy a home, correct?
1: Exactly. So they won't even allow you to buy a home in the pre-approval process. You're going to be held up. So don't even get your credit checked because you just need to know going into this while you're listening today. Put your loans and repayments first. And we partner with so many potential home buyers because we have different lenders and different programs that, if you owe over fifty thousand in loans, you can still get a home, but we've got to be savvy about how we have it show up on your credit report. And we help—I would say—close to three hundred potential buyers a month with this process. So we're very familiar with it. Three
0: hundred potential buyers a month? Yes. Woo! This—I'm sure—I'm I'm assuming this is country nationwide that you're getting these calls.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, we work nationwide with clients. Yes. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. She said that like, Rashawn. Do
1: you, do you know who you're talking to?
0: We're not just statewide or city. We're not wrapped into a zip code. We're nationwide. In fact, we worldwide sometimes when they dial the wrong number. We tell them, no, we don't do anything. Well, you China.
1: know what's funny? <laughs> we do have worldwide clients, but they're U.S. citizens just working abroad. <laughs> there so you we, go. I don't know if that counts. There you know. go. There <laughs> you
0: go. Let's talk about what does consolidation of uh, my loans mean? That was one of your questions. I thought it was yeah, really
1: so I think you know, it's important. A lot of people don't understand consolidation, and then they get tricked, and they think that the loan will go away, or they paid it off in full. No, no, no. <laughs> consolidation is just the sum total of all your loans into one manageable payment with one lender. And in order to be eligible for home buying and certain forgiveness programs, you do need to consolidate your loans. It can change the terms of your repayment, so it can make your overall interest rate high because it's the sum average of your, all of your loans and their interest rates. So that's not fun. But a lot of lenders and, again, those public service loan forgiveness programs um, that are real, right, they are hiring consolidation.
0: Well, you know, I I want to tell everybody, like, early on in my life, uh, you know, I had multiple lines of credit that were open. And I consolidated. One Mm -hmm. of the best moves I did was consolidate my loans into a single payment. But you have to remember, Mm -hmm. that's a debt. So you don't just suddenly Mm -hmm. go out there. Those charges, those credit cards that you cleaned up, don't start using them. Until that single debt is paid up, and that's where people right. make a lot of mistakes. They go, "Okay, a single single payment, yes, but that single payment resolves some issues over here that you were having because you got out of hand on your spending." So, pay off that exactly. single debt. Live on a cash lifestyle, and that's and that's, I think it's important that people understand that because I do that. Pro, I do that in my credit cards because if I charge something that month, then I'm gonna pay it off at the end of the month. I do not overcharge. Mm -hmm. I do not charge anything I can't pay off in 30 days. I really don't. If I am going to charge it, it's going to be paid off in 30 days. Do not ever charge anything that you go, well, I'll pay it off down the line. Because the interest rates will kill you Mm -hmm. and you can't write it off. You can't write it off. That's Mm -hmm. my little note about uh, consolidated loans. We're going to talk about it. You kind of hint on this a little bit earlier. How to resolve default or wage garnish loans.
1: Yes, so this is a big challenge because so many people, like the example you gave, are like, I'm not paying, rip it up, right? So that's the group that we'll be hearing from in about nine months, 270 business days, right? So that's the group that we're going to see, you know, they're not having pleasant days at work because their check is 15% smaller each pay period. Wage garnishment and default. Can be resolved, right? You might do it through consolidation. You might can do it through an affordable uh, repayment plan. But when it gets to that point, that's when collection agencies take over. They take it over, and they're not the nicest people. Mm-hmm. So we help people before or even once they're at that point because it's stressful. I mean, literally, it's their job to make you not want to come to an agreement. Because if the collection agency can keep the loans that they were given to work on behalf of the lender, they mm-hmm. get to add a $6,000 administration fee. So if you never own up to this or you start paying on it without a correct agreement, you just added $6,000 to your bill. And a lot of people don't know that. It says it at wow. the top of the letter, but of course people don't read every detail. I'm
0: letting everybody, so let everybody know about garnish. I'm letting everybody know about garnishing your wages. You know, like I said, you get your you get your check. Let's say six hundred dollars. and the taxes come yeah, t- out. The taxes going to come oh, out. the taxes! The taxes come out, and then that amount that's left—that's the part that's garnished.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yes. You know the they don't they don't real. garnish the whole amount before taxes. No the taxes come out. Uncle Sam gets his money. Mm-hmm. Then whatever you got left, God, forbid, whoo, you got some some child support payments. Well, you really got problems then. You know, because they are gonna get their money. They don't care whatever left. They are gonna get their money, and then it just keeps getting mm-hmm. smaller and smaller and smaller. Mr. Lewis, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You are just you are entertaining. You are. I know that down here to say you are you are very uh a uh, popular expert speaker across the country. You've shown it on this show. Any? Can you tell everybody the phone number again as well as the website so yeah. they can be one of those three hundred callers. That they call, they call that number and want to get support and help, and maybe one of those international callers who got property side.
1: Yeah, so we're open ten a.m. to nine p.m. Eastern, two six seven three eight six one 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 six, and then our website is DoctorPleaseHelpMe and on Instagram you can follow uh, my page at the Student Loan Doctor. So thank you so much for having us, and I really appreciate your time today and making uh, awareness to this issue.
0: You're you're fantastic and we'll have you back